Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Baroque painters may not be your area of expertise, they certainly aren't mine, and I think you and I would both be forgiven for not expecting to find resonance between 17th century Italian art and the Me Too movement. But that's exactly what company the anthropologists have found in their new work, Artemisia's Intent, performed by Mariah Frida and directed by Melissa Moshido. I spoke with the artists outside of Under St. Mark's after their first performance in the 2018 Frigid Festival, so apologies that you'll hear a few cars go by, but it's still a great interview. Take a listen. I like to start with everyone's name on the mic. Welcome back to two returning guests of The Anthropologists with me. Melissa Moshido. And? Mariah Frida. Of the show... Artemisia's Intent. And Mariah is the performer, and you directed, right? Yes, excellent. Yes. So, I wrote uh, it. You wrote it as well? Yes. I didn't read the program, full disclosure. It's, a pro- <laughs> okay. it's one of those like you know festival jams where you just like grab the program, no, no, run no, inside, totally. grab a beer, sit down, the show starts. Yeah. Totally. You know, we, well, we have a unique process for our company that we devise as a company. That was going to be my next question. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you wrote it? I thought this was devised. Yeah, so I'm always sort of like, I, I, I need to find a better... Uh, descriptor because I do do a lot of the writing but it's more it's like brain melding I'm trying to meld every it's a lot of assembly and just trying to like pull all those threads together and take everyone's feedback and push it forward as far as I can but ultimately I'm the one that like has to remember to print out the pages to like bring them to rehearsal I think assembler that's a good good term (laughs) I like assembler that should be that should be like an anthropologist term we're continuing to evolve that way you know this time around we had to also think of another title for so we had five core creative team members Mariah myself we had Lindy Rosario, our dramaturg, Brianna Kalich, who is also a performer, uh, and we came up with the title of co-conceiver for her since once we moved into production, she was not going to be performing um, or, you know, didn't have like a separate role within the production. So that was something new for us. And we have Irina Kurieva, who is our visual designer, who did all the uh, set prop and uh, costume elements, the which are pretty fluid. Fabric slash framing. Yes. yes. Yeah, we got a lot of break of frame today, which I was really glad we didn't Wait, break any frames. Yeah, I, was I know. Well, no. everyone thought they, they were like, instead of break a leg, they're like, break oh, a frame. And I was like, no, 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 funny. don't say that. No, nothing broke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she m- takes lots of um, great materials from materials for the arts and turns them into magical things. Yeah. That, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. This, this kind of show lends itself to uh, materials for the arts diving. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that nobody can see anything because this is a podcast. Not yet until they come to see the show. beautiful skirt that I was wearing was a discarded tablecloth, I'm yeah. pretty no sure. Yeah. And it looks, I'm that like, I'm keeping this. It's gorgeous. drapery cords. And the color resonates with something you talk about in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Firenze blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Lapis lazuli. Okay, so we've got all this Italian stuff, we've got all these frames, we've got all this talk about beautiful drapery and <laughs> paintings. Uh, what the hell is the show? So um, if there's folks who have not yet seen Artemisia's Intent, what is the show? How do you describe it? Uh, it is both a an homage 
to Artemisia Gentileschi, who was it's a, a real person. It's a real person, 17th century Baroque painter from Italy, who uh, in her time was well known, but unfortunately, in our, our time, more contemporary times, her work was largely kind of pushed to the side and uh, forgotten in many cases. Although, you know, she has received some attention in the past couple of decades. Um, but using her story to really interrogate layers uh, and systems of sexual abuse and sexual power used against women, specifically women artists. You know, when we started working on this, it was a, it was a year ago that we started brainstorming about it. And so before yeah. all the revelations mm -hmm. that have been rocking mm -hmm. most of our industry, not just totally. the theater industry, but also the filmic industry. Yeah. yeah, I think we were, I mean, I personally was just very struck hearing this story that, you know, she you know, first encountering her very dynamic, vibrant, visceral work and realizing this other facet of her life, which was that she was raped by a tutor at age 17. And uh, I think that, that really dangerous, uh, potent dynamic of an artist working with uh, an older artist in power and like what that relationship is, that's what first kind of stuck. And then we were looking at and listening to the the Taylor Swift court case mm -hmm. against the DJ and Kesha. Uh, and there were, you know, we used some text from Taylor Swift in the script. Um, if you're for the curious on the website and in the program, we do have a list of our found text. So that is mm. something else interesting about this mm -hmm. piece and, and our work in general is that we do use found text and original text. But the found text was really important because it was really highlighting, it was peeling back the layers of like, this quote from 2017 is eerily similar to a quote of Artemisia's from 1612. And her story is eerily parallel to that of Susanna in the Bible. Right, yeah. which she painted, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Many times. That and was her f primary, like the first painting. Uh, and then she returned to, to that, to Susanna later in her life and painted her several times. Yeah, and just something important for the audience to know that her transcripts from her trial have been preserved and we used them um, in our show, which is just, it's mind blowing to me that we were able to resurrect her actual mm -hmm. words and use them. That was going to be my next question is like yeah. the question of what are these texts when you're dealing with early 1600s? Um, it's amazing to know that there actually are court transcripts that survive, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but also the text of, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about like translating the text of a painting onto the stage, uh, which is something that you you play with in, in the performance of the piece, but also seems to be, uh, I mean, from what you've just been both been talking about, uh, also pretty important to our understanding of who this person was, because this is fourteen or four hundred years ago. Yeah. Well, something that we um, felt was really important was looking at her story from the work that she did, because we felt so often now when people refer to her, they're they often refer to her experience and the things that happened to her and her work is forgotten. So from the start, we felt that it was really important to keep bringing it back to the work, back to the painting. And obviously there were challenges there because how do you avoid art, an art history lesson and how do you mm -hmm. activate it? So that was definitely like our challenge. And, and also, how, how do you capture the, the feeling of a painting and translate that to an audience when you don't have the actual painting with you? I, but do they exist? 
They do. Okay. They do. I was um, making sure of that. Okay, mm -hmm. great. So, so New York City. Because it seemed like you were, you were playing them at times. Yes. You oh, were yeah. Oh, yeah. Them. yeah. Okay, For good. Sure. I, was, was I was worried my art, my art no, moronic there. brain was saying, no, like, no, you know, oh, they're just making it up, but it doesn't exist. It does exist. It does exist. No, I think right. something important to know about the show is that um, we, we took few liberties with the the subject material and the source material that's in there we definitely were inventive about how it was staged and you know we we definitely have some anachronistic stuff in the show um, but it was very important that we stayed true to those paintings and figured out how to get the essence distill the essence of them into mariah's body right. and voice and put them on stage but you're also like juxtaposing multiple works of art or not I should say multiple. You're juxtaposing multiple narratives, uh, mm -hmm. and that seems to be where the the real resonance of the piece lies. Mm -hmm. In that you're able to take this story from 400 years ago and put it right up against yeah. things that when you said there were a lot of words that you said up there, Mariah, where I was just like, oh yeah, no, I remember that reading that in the Times last week. You uh -huh. know, like it's. I, I think for me, uh, one of the most striking things about reading the the trial transcripts uh, and to be clear they exist because this was not actually a trial about rape it was a trial about property damage that she was damaged property because she was not married when she was raped and Jesus Christ yeah yeah so uh, actually uh. Lindy our dramaturg can give you a lot more context about that but that was um, you know a reality of the the time so in that way it was fortunate because it went to trial there's right. so many cases that I'm sure did not just as today um, but when we came to the section in the testimony where Agostino Tassi her tutor her rapist is allowed to question her and we have some of that text in the play the questions he's asking felt like I could hear someone saying them to me you know whispering them in my ear right now and we certainly heard it echoed in all the news stories mm -hmm. from the past several months like why didn't you tell anyone how long did you wait to bring this suit forward did you make any noise and th those are all his words and the words that we're still hearing from many men and many institutions um so really hoping to shine a light on that of like, you know, like you said, like pressing up, you know, these two points in time with 400 years in between them. There's actually still that's a lot with us. And, and we're trying to point that out and be like, now what? Let's move forward from that. One of the things that I really um, I am walking away really excited about from this piece is not just the fact that you're you're furthering the conversation, which is a very important conversation that we need to be having right now, but also you said it's not an art history lesson. I'm gonna take an art history lesson out of this <laughs> and like go and look her up. Cause this yeah, is- Yeah, good, good. I loved, it was a really, I think, brilliant choice that you didn't put her Bye work on stage guys, specifically. I, I got to hear, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I got to hear a little bit through the door and it was like, you know, oh, come back. So, so come back. I'm working, working, working. So <laughs> that's all I get to do. A lot of times I don't get to see any of the shows because well, I, I get stuck in the hall, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I heard and it was, and I'm just going to rave about it. Thank you. you. Oh, thank, thank you. Really. So glowing endorsement oh right there gosh. from right oh, outside of Under St. Mark's. <laughs> I was just about to, all, all I was saying was that I think it's a really cool choice that you didn't actually put the work on stage in any way because it gives me impetus to not only as an audience member 
like really go with you uh, in, in, in imagining what these works could be. But now I get to leave the theater and say, like, oh man, I gotta get on the Google and see what yeah. the heck this looks like. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked. Well, Good. listen, go go to our website. If you go to theanthropologist.com backslash Artemisia paintings, you can see all of the paintings that we reference in the script or that we right. used for staging. Here in New York City, there is one original Artemisia. Not the, it was not a painting that we used in the play. It's Esther and King Ahasuerus, timely because it's almost Purim, and that's the the Purim story is Queen Esther. So go to the Met, check it out, or you can do what I did two, three weeks ago. I flew to Detroit to see <laughs> Judith and her maidservant, which is the Holy opening. God, it's in Detroit. In D- Detroit Institute of the Arts, it's a phenomenal museum. It's it's gorgeous. Um, there's a lot of great things there, and I went specifically to see that painting, which is the first one that uh, Mariah embodies in the play. Lovely. Excellent. So uh, the show, as I just suggested, uh, we are right outside under St. Mark's. This is part of the Frigid Festival. Uh, listen for a lot more episodes of Go See a Show about Frigid very soon. Uh, but uh, the show has some random dates. I'll put, make sure I put those yeah. up. Because it's the whole festival jam. That's just how it works. But thankfully, I saw the first show. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get this up before the next four. Thank right? you. You got yeah. 10 days. Yeah. 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 We, we, got a, we got a nice long break. Yeah. We're back the 24th. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah, do have a nice yeah. long break. Yeah, Great. we're back the 24th, the 26th. <laughs> Good. 24th, 26th, March 1st, March 4th. Right. Thank you both so much for doing this, standing Thank outside. You. Thank and you. Ball, and no, postponing your opening night drinks, Valentine's Woo! drinks. All right, now we'll go celebrate. Woo! Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you both so Thank much you. for doing this. Great. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Melissa and Mariah, for hanging out after the show to chat. And I swear that random endorsement you heard toward the end of the conversation was not a plant. Uh, Just the house manager excited about their work. You can catch The Anthropologist's Artemisia's Intent as part of the 2018 Frigid Festival at Under St. Mark's, 94 St. Mark's Place in Manhattan through March 4th, 2018. Head to theanthropologists.org for showtimes, a link to tickets, and more information on the show, as well as on its subject, Artemisia Gentileschi. Also, as I mentioned in the interview, there are going to be a number of shows in the 2018 Frigid Festival covered on the podcast. But if you want to get a jump start on seeing those that pique your interest, check out the full lineup at frigidnewyork.info. This festival is super unique in that 100% of the box office goes to the show, which anyone who's ever produced an independent theater show, especially in a festival, knows is huge. Big thanks to Frigid New York for putting this festival on every year, and again, head to frigidnewyork.info for a link to tickets and more information on the festival. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Awesome. Even out on the street. Look at that. Well That's done. Great. New York is so totally good.